The Wedding DJs, podcast number two. What is a DJ? So what is a DJ? That's right. What is a DJ? <laughs> DJ. Is a DJ an MC? Is a DJ what you search for on Craigslist? <laughs> or uh, Is a DJ that picture that you have of the cheesy car salesman guy that you just don't want with those fingers pointing at you? Yeah! <laughs> and the greased back hair and uh, high-pressure sales tactics and, oh my goodness. That would scare any bride. I would think so. It scares me away. Although I did buy a timeshare. <laughs> Actually, Chad and I went to a bridal show and we uh, took the challenge of going up to every DJ and saying, why should we hire you? That's, uh, that's right. And, and one guy actually had a, had a good answer. Um, and only one guy we would hire. There was only one guy we would hire. Uh, but the one guy, my favorite answer was, because we're seven ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't tell me anything. So why should I hire you? Exactly. And I looked over at his equipment, and it had holes in it, and it looked dusty and dirty and scratched and banged up. And, I mean, he was sloppy and sitting in a chair, and I didn't want him to be the guy that represented me no. at my wedding. I need some polish and panache, you know? And I think the guy that won us over was because you only want to hire me if, I have the personality that you want right. to represent you. And it was because of his humility that I knew he was the right guy. Right. There was no schmaltz. No. He was, there's construction going outside. That's just awesome. Sounds no, like... actually, that one is the trash truck. <laughs> that is the trash truck this time. <laughs> oh, we ranted on Facebook today about the trash. We did. Um, and then it ended up being construction, and now it's... <laughs> And that was the trash truck. Sorry to interrupt you, babe. Go ahead. No, that wasn't that. I said, um, and that's something I'm trying not to do on the podcast. I told you it was going to be bloody. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to be a bloody. drop. It's going to be evil. Uh, yeah. But we didn't want to be schmaltzy or gimmicky, and you don't want to run into that non-car salesman type guy. Um, you don't want cheese, right? Don't want cheese. You don't... Uh, cheesy DJs, these are the guys that go out of their way to make the entire day about them. They're the entertainer. They're the guy on the cruise ship. They're the the guy that in the pictures with his fingers pointing at you going, yeah. Right. And, and I, you know what? I gotta, let me clarify that. I'm not saying that's not who you want. That's definitely not who we are. But we've run into a several, not several, a couple brides, primarily moms and dads, who that's what they want. They want the entertainer. They want the guy who's going to make the balloon animals. They want the funny hats, and they're going to ask you crazy questions. You know. But there's gentle integration of those activities and the interaction with your guests without having to be over-the-top, cheesy, schmaltzy, um, super-stuffed shirt type guy. Right. Exactly. And um, there are some great ways of going about finding them there how, are well, how would you look for them chad i would start by asking all of my closest friends on facebook do you know a great wedding entertain t 
entertainer, entertainer, entertainment company, a great wedding band, a great DJ, uh, someone who they've witnessed before because I really, really think that getting a recommendation from somebody you already trust is better than no recommendation at all. I would really highly, highly caution you from going on the internet and doing a search for cheap DJ Los Angeles. Let's start there. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not paying $1,000 for your wedding DJ, you're going to get what you pay for. Absolutely. And that is the guy that's not going to show up. That's the guy who's going to be in a car accident and make his way late to your wedding. I had to show up and do a wedding. <laughs> Um, within half an hour and I was able to pull it off. And because he, the DJ didn't show up. And I, he showed up and it was just a little fender bender. It was no big deal. And then he pulls out his equipment. It wasn't even his equipment. It was stuff he borrowed from his friend. One of the tape decks or CD drives didn't work. And then he put up a light stand and didn't even know how to open up the bottom of it <laughs> to give it balance. So it toppled over on top of his head. Why? Because he had five three-foot extension cords daisy-chaining this thing to the wall. Now, this is your 795 DJ. That's, yeah, or your 595 DJ. Or, or your weekend DJ or right. a guy who's got a 9 to 5. So the second point is get yourself a professional wedding DJ. They have to have experience doing weddings. It's not a bar gig. It's not where you're going to please just your friends. You've got parents, grandparents, aunts, children. You've got a full facet of songs you need to be able to pull from. And unless you get a wedding professional, no one's going to have a real good grasp of that library. Yeah, exactly. That's It, it, is, it is kind of... Almost a specific library, but you're definitely not going to get that from your club DJ or your bar DJ uh, or the DJ that shows up with a tip jar. <laughs> and don't worry about an empty dance floor at a wedding. Things are supposed to evolve. You're supposed to go from something current to something past and, and interject fun. And sometimes your guest is going to want YMCA unless you put that on your do not playlist. <laughs> it will be played. Just, just hands down. And a professional but, DJ is actually going to adhere to that do not play list. And he's going to hold it up with pride saying, they told me not they to play They told me it. I can't play ha, it. Ha, exactly. Ha, ha, ha. What was my favorite uh, uh, or saddest comment? We actually heard from a, uh, a mother of the groom. She said the, the DJ uh, played Billie Jean. It was, it was, she, she said basically she gave him a do not play list and that's everything he brought was everything on the do not play list. And he started to play Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. The eight-minute version. Right. It was the eight-minute version. Dance floor cleared. And the mother asked, and she said, you know, we, can you fade this out and play something else? And the DJ looked her straight in the eye and said, I, I'll, I'll finish. I'll fade it out when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Even it was, and, and, and If I were that mother, I would have punched him in the nose. I know. And, you know, that's probably the – in the last three years, that's probably the fourth time I've heard that similar comment that – you know, if the DJ was afraid to move forward, you know. And I don't get it. You know, every DJ boasts that they can read the dance floor. Well, I don't care how much you read the dance floor and if it's pumping and if it empties, you're going to play something that's got a higher BPM. No, that's not the, the fact. The fact is that audiences per song change. And most people haven't been dancing that often and have, you know, a two dance uh, time limit, I would guess. Right, right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, 
really, I mean, most people, they come to a wedding expecting to dance. Half of your crowd probably doesn't dance in general, and they, or, or they only dance to slow songs. So you, you have to make sure that you're going to have a DJ that's going to know, you know, we got to mix this up a little bit. Now, I, I mean, I have to admit, from time to time, you do get uh, just a big, big party crowd, and, and when nobody's sitting down and you've got a full floor and, and your formula's working, you know, we'll, we'll be attuned to that. And if, and if someone does come up and ask, you know, for a request. Well, you know. I'm talking about that portion of the evening when you're getting in and out of activities and you're riding that roller coaster. We'll talk right. about that a lot, you guys. Um, going through the motions of the wedding, gearing up to that last hour of hardcore dancing, which right. I think you just addressed. But I'm talking about that portion while you're waiting for the cake. While you're waiting for the cake. Uh, exactly. Yeah. If you, we'll talk about the roller coaster. I mean, very briefly. Think of your wedding uh, like a roller coaster of track that that goes up and down, or or like more like waves in an ocean. There's high points. There's low points. There's high points and low points. It's not like low points. Like it's not enjoyable. Low points in that the energy level is brought down, and it makes perfect sense. Your ceremony. If you think about it, you, you build it up, you walk down the aisle, you get up, you say your vows, you're pronounced Mr. and Mrs., and then your music hits and you leave. See, that's like the high point. And then everything starts to come down a little bit. We all start to socialize. We go to the cocktail hour. We enjoy drinks. Uh, you're typically off shooting pictures. Then we start to build it up again. It, this, is, this would be the grand entrance, and you'd, you'd start to build the energy level again, make the music a little bit more uh, upbeat and fun, and then you introduce the bridal party and the bride and groom. And, and sometimes you can go right into the first dance, which is a great high point. You know, we built up, boom, here they are for the first time as a married couple dancing. And then, and then again, you know, you, you want to take that. Now we've hit another level. We come back down again. We, we start to uh, uh, that, keep Dinner the and toasts. Dinner and, and speeches, blessings, anything like that. And then ultimately you want to get them back out to the floor for the uh, uh, the family dances. And, yeah, and you're uh, hyping them up again. So you're starting to hype them up again. Because now we're going to have some fun. Exactly. You're going to get people's attention. And then ultimately you bring it kind of up to the cake. And the cake is sort of, the, if you think of it in, you know, in a funny way, like a champagne court popping. And that's sort of when your party's going to start. Um, incidentally, the cake is the unofficial invitation to leave. So for those guests that are not going to hang out and dance with you, once that cake is cut, they're out of there. Uh, but you know, this is the idea. And then you bring it up and hopefully really, really try and end on a, on a high note and a fun last song. And, you know, something that, you know, we love to stick songs in people's heads, find something that everybody really enjoys. And, and, uh, unless the bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> that's our favorite one, uh, but they sure. And it, and it's, and it's, it's a little corny, a little cheesy, but you know, people go home with that song in their head and they're smiling, and that's ultimately what kidding you... their head into the bar in the next party. That's right. They, they continue the after party <laughs> next door. <laughs> Our last bride uh, punched somebody, I think. <laughs> She'd been doing a few shots that night. <laughs> but uh, uh, but that's, that's what we're talking about with the roller coaster or the waves. There's high points, and then there's, there's you know, or high energy points and low energy points. And a good DJ... A wedding professional is going to know these points exist and they're going to know how to drive your event to keep your guests entertained, to keep you where you need to be at what time, to give parents a warning a few minutes before it's time for them to be in the spotlight and have their dance with you. These are the things that a real professional wedding DJ knows how to do. 
And, and believe me, not all wedding DJs are great MCs or masters of ceremony. And, and, and any DJ that spells out E-M-C-E-E either hasn't done the correction on their website, and now I'm making them wondering if we've done that yet. But really, it's true. An MC is, is an acronym for Master of Ceremonies. And a good MC, you've seen. You've seen your Ryan Seacrests. And they, they are introducing the people who are on stage because for the next four minutes, it's about them. For a lack of a better term, they're the ringleader at your circus. Exactly. They really are. And, and somebody that really knows uh, how a circus operates is going to be the most flexible and, and any little things that can happen during the wedding day, they're going to be able to control these things. And do it with a smile. Yep, absolutely. And no one's going to know what's going on in the background. Yep, and their energy should be contagious. If they're having a good time, then everybody else should be having a good but time. But a DJ is a whole different breed. That is someone you're paying for their knowledge, not just because they show up for six hours. There's a lot more that goes into DJing than just knowing how to hit a button. Right. Because what, what you're talking about, you've got all different ages on the dance floor. So let's say you've got a full dance floor of the 50s and ups, uh, you know, every the grandparents and uh, some of the parents, and the, the floor is full, and all the kids are sitting, and, and we're playing, you know, Chuck Berry or Elvis Presley or, uh, you know, classic malt shop oldies, and everyone's loving it, but half the room's not enjoying themselves. This is why you need to be able to kind of intermix, you know, everything and get everybody. So the, the next song might be Tile Cruz or LMFAO, and people are going to come in and have a great time. But then, you know, some of the people on the floor might stay there. Um, and if they're having a good time, they will, regardless of what the song is. But once the kids join them, then it becomes an even bigger floor. Uh, or it's just a floor for the younger crowd, pretty much, the, the, the 20, 30, and 40-somethings. And that's, uh, you know, you really need to incorporate the whole room. Thank God for mashups. <laughs> yeah, if you're not familiar with mashups, you need to go check out our one of my favorite websites, Booty L A B O O T I E L E L A. Sorry, Booty L A dot com. And up in the upper right hand corner, you can get free MP3 downloads. And I'll warn you ahead of time, they're not all perfectly screened for profanity. But what a fun time you can have with mashups. And if DJs really know their mashup collection, there's a lot of great combinations like Lady Gaga with Journey is probably one of our most requested and most favorite songs that we get. We've got uh, Kanye West with a, with a disco remix uh, hit of Beethoven's Fifth that uh, always seems to go over well. And it's fun because you give a little something to everybody, and it's a great way to get the floor full with two generations. And it's a lot of fun to be able to dance with the parents and the grandparents, and, and both of you really kind of feel the same beat and the same rhythm to the song. So absolutely, it's what you're paying for is, is really, truly a broad knowledge of, of music and a great personality. But there's not to say that, that your DJ can't also be your MC. But make sure you sit down with them. You hang out with them with co over coffee or dinner or something. Get a one-on-one -on -one with them so you can get the feel for them. Make sure that you, the DJ you're going to get is the DJ you're meeting with that they're not going to be able to switch you out with someone else. Or, or that you're going to have the opportunity to meet the other DJ. Uh, you know, you might meet with the owner of the company, and they'll, they'll show you profiles of other DJs, but make sure you get to meet that DJ before you select them. Uh, think about it. You listen to the radio all the time. Uh, you've got DJs on the radio, and you, you picture the way that they might look, and then when you actually show up to your wedding, they're nothing what you expected. You know, they might be... Uh, 
you know, 300 pounds and, and, you know, greasy and just not presenting themselves well. Their equipment might be dusty and, and uh, not operating right. Even though they know what they're doing, they just haven't updated their selves or their style in years. You might have chosen the other DJ because he drove a better car. I mean, stupid stuff like that. That was a big thing, and, and I was reading about that and actually the history of the mobile DJ that in the 1990s, early 90s, one of the number one questions that brides were told to ask their DJ is, what do you drive? Because they wanted to feel confident that their car was new enough that the odds of them not making it to their event were you know, severely uh, diminished. So exactly. Which is also a very important point. Make sure that your DJ is local to your venue. That's a big, I mean, especially if that's a big concern of yours. I mean, well, yeah, a DJ not showing up is a big, big concern of mine. (laughs) Well, it is. But if somebody in Utah asked us to come DJ their wedding, we'd be there in a heartbeat. Well, that's fine. But we'd, I know you, we'd be also be there a week ahead of time. We would. Exactly. So just make sure they're within, I'd say, 20 miles. That right. way, if their car breaks down, they can ask their neighbor, they can ask their friend. They know that they're going to get there some, somehow. But it's a lot easier to find a ride 20 miles away than, there is, than it is 100 miles away. Exactly. It's, uh, and things can be solved. We just recently did a wedding where the, uh, it was a bit snowy, and the efficient drove off the road. And he ended up over an hour late to the ceremony and it, 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 you know, really threw everything off because he lived, how far away did he live? I mean, they, he lived in Pasadena. About an hour and a half. I think an hour and a half away and took the wrong road up, was not familiar with the uh, venue. That's a big, important thing. You know, at least, a, I think a good rule of thumb is when you're hiring your vendors, your florist, your photographer, your DJ, I think a good rule of thumb is make sure at least two of those vendors have worked at the venue and, and even better if they've worked together at that venue before. There's a symbiosis. There's a pattern. There's a way that they've gotten to work with each other. I'm, I, for instance, I know um, my favorite photographer, Julie, it, it's going to escape with sunset photos for about half an hour if it is the season for sunset photos. And uh, I know to schedule that in and, um, and provide a game for it or some sort of activity to keep the, the guests busy as the bride and groom disappear exactly exactly and and knowing that ahead of time just helps us plan our music timeline a little bit better i think and it goes for a smoother transition during the day and uh it makes your guests so much more happier and makes it a, a fulfill, fulfilling event yeah exactly i i, I always i kind of laugh because I, I learn something new at every single wedding i do and i think up until now you and i have done I had to run the number, but we were just over 100 weddings that we've done. And we're, we still haven't seen everything. Every single wedding is absolutely different than the one we just Well, did I just before. talked to Deborah, who does flowers, and she says she's done over how many? 12, I think she's 1,600 weddings in 25 years. <clears throat> and still today, she sees new things that turn her on. So anybody who says they've seen it all has not seen it all. They're talking out there, you know what. <laughs> um. You know, we hit on something a little bit earlier that I wanted to get back to, and that was the D- the local DJ. The local DJ can also run home because he forgot the cord that he plugged his computer into his TV last night. You see, I would have used the example of the bride <laughs> is about to show a video, 
and their DVD player isn't working, and the local DJ can go home and get his laptop or DVD player within a few minutes and save that beautiful slideshow that somebody spent four weeks putting together for you. Yes, or you can get a DJ like us that has a redundant... Redundant equipment, redundant library, redundant, redundant, redundant. We can talk a little bit about why that happened. I guess I can be a little bit candid. You know, I, I did a few weddings back when I was just out of high school, and I, I honestly, I made a big mistake, and I forgot one of the main songs for the wedding. And I, I forever then, I sold my equipment, and I just said, I'm out of this. I, I ruined it. I made a big deal. I took it that seriously. And to come back and start doing weddings again uh, a decade later really, really made me have to dig deep and say, hey, I want to make sure that that would never happen again. So making a purchase in things like powered speakers so if my amp goes out, my speakers aren't, you know, my speakers keep going. I don't have an amp. They're built in. So if one goes out, the other one can keep the party going. Having a, a complete backup computer with all my software. I even stuff a little iPod with all of the specific music for that wedding underneath my, nobody that I've never pulled it out. Thank gosh, not on wood that I've never had to use it, but I could if I needed to. I'm going to make that party keep going. I, I don't, you know, I can't let my own equipment uh, be the failure of a wedding, you know. In addition, he's taken my computer with him as well as his iPod. So we're, I mean, we've got backup, a backup, a backup, and we can plug a microphone directly into the speaker so that the parties will still go on. Right. So make sure your DJ has his own backup, not just a backup hard drive, but an, ac a, an actual backup computer that can drive the hard drive. Right, a backup plan. And if he brings a wireless mic, make sure this is the type of guy that's going to have a wired mic hooked up, ready to go, just in case. Just in case. You get near a lot of airports, and even with uh, a lot of the new FCC wireless regulations and codes, there can you just can get interference. You test everything, sounds great, and then uh, an hour and a half later, when the mic needs to be used, you start getting all kinds of weird sounds. Yeah, exactly. You want to just be able to fade it out and just hand him another mic and say, all right, here we go. Or maybe you're in a colder climate and it froze overnight and one of the contacts shorted out inside the <laughs> microphone. You have no idea what can happen. There's sometimes no, no explanation for it. That's why you need to have backup no matter what. So uh, I can't, I can't. Can't stress that enough that mm -hmm. that's, if, if I had to ask, yeah, if I'm talking about the top questions for a DJ, definitely. What, what do you bring for backup? What do you bring for, you know, what do you have and offer for redundancy. You know, if your computer, you know, God forbid, falls off your table onto the floor, can you keep the party going? Yeah, and see if he's got redundancy in himself and his own person. See if he has a friend that can come bail him out. See what his backup plan is. If you just hire um, someone um, that is just a sole proprietor. Right, right. Because they do have uh, DJ houses, or, or um, what do you call them, DJ farms? I call them DJ farms. Yeah, they, they, they raise their DJs from little calves and, and become DJ cattle. And, you know, but they've got the redundancy. They, and even more so than we do. I mean, we have a couple guys that we can call, especially for our local area, and, and uh, maybe one or two more without, within uh, Southern California, I think. But we uh, absolutely have some sort of, you know, a person redundancy. And that's, I, I'd never want to ever have to use that but. no and that's what's so great about working with the dj team because you have the two people you have um 
you know, say somebody has to go attend to bustling the dress, the other one's running the board. Say one needs to eat and while the other one's running the board. Uh, we keep that going. We strike and tear down. You know, if, if you're having a, a wedding at one location and the reception at another, and I don't mean different venues, I mean different rooms or different areas. Or just getting married outside. Right, just getting married outside. Your DJ will should, if, especially if they're charging you for it, should have a, a, an absolute separate system that's used specifically for that. And then they will then immediately after the ceremony go to where the reception's being held and just be ready to fire up, you know, maybe just plug in their computer and go. If if you and, and having an assistant at the very least, someone that can help break that system down is a huge event. You know, a lot of these uh, venues will do two, three, four weddings in the same uh, outdoor ceremony a couple times a day. And, you know, that DJ needs to tear down that stuff and go. And it can take 20 minutes to tear it down. And not only it. that, your poor guests are sitting there without any music going off in the next room, in the next uh Surprise area. <laughs> in the next, yeah, next surprise area of all these great new words. The, so having an assistant at the very least, but actually having, uh, you know, really working with a DJ, say, you know, we bring two people and this is what we do. Well, I've seen a lot of companies. I love the idea. They've got a guy who's just all about the music and then a guy that's all about the MC and, and really making the event about the bride and groom. I think that's a great combination. Or the DJ and coordinator, what I think is actually the better combination because right. the coordinator walks around the room as well and, and can get a good tell on what the volume level is. If there's too much high and people are having trouble talking or it's piercing ears or uh, just sensitive stuff. And not only that, you kind of buzz around the room and, and you hear people talking about how, you know, the day they spent at Disneyland with the bride and groom and now all of a sudden you know to play Disney. I mean, it's it's some incredible stuff you can get going around and, and, and tapping people on the shoulder and saying you, you can, you know, go to the buffet now or go to the father of the bride and say, you've got five minutes, you know, did you need to run out and, and make these subtle uh, nuance type motions to keep the party moving without having to blatantly make an announcement on the microphone. Right, right, right. So there's a lot to look into your DJ when you are trying to hire him. They're not all the same. If we, if we were, uh, you know, we probably should wrap this up pretty quick here. If, if, <clears throat> if we were to actually come up, I think, with the number, the first point, ask somebody. Don't, don't go blindly. Referrals. Look for referrals. Don't just search on the Internet and click on what looks like the best And don't price. just go with, oh, my, my brother's a DJ. Exactly. No, no, no. If you were going to invite them to the event, what an insult. Now you're going to ask them to work it. <laughs> exactly so so ask ask a friend ask for a referral have you seen them in action do you know what they do and second don't what was it uh be afraid if they're charging less than a thousand dollars right for their for for a, you know a good reception because this is their service. livelihood this is how they pay their rent you guys it should be their livelihood but but you know they and need they to should, rely they should focus one whole week on your event absolutely Absolutely. We, we, we found out that every single wedding we do, we can spend anywhere from uh, 30 to 70 hours just in the planning, just in, in, in the meetings, the additional phone calls, the driving, the locations. But, you know, that's we're service-oriented. You have to be service-oriented. And they don't need a 9-to-5 taking their attention off of what is most important, and that's your wedding. Right. So if you don't have a friend that knows, then ask the venue. Ask the venue if they've got someone they can recommend. If you've already selected your photographer and you love your photographer, ask your photographer 
for a recommendation. They're a great source. They really are because photographers have seen it all. And, you know, it's their job to leave you with those lasting perfect memories, even if uh, one of your vendors botched your wedding. So finding, you know, a photographer that loves working with a certain DJ is a great, great way to, uh, to look for and hire a DJ. And one last thought. That just slipped my mind. <laughs> oh, here it is. What is it that is going to ruin your wedding? Would a bad bouquet ruin your wedding? Would a bad piece of chicken ruin your wedding? Would a not-so-good-tasting cake ruin your wedding? What would really ruin your wedding? A bad DJ. Or, or just bad entertainment in general. Yeah. So make sure you hire right for this position. I know it's the last thing on your checklist, but it is so vital that you get the right guy or girl <laughs> or girl. <laughs> so that's our show for this week uh, about what is a DJ. And look, if you guys ever want to ask us questions, we'd be, we'd love to read them uh, on the air. We'd love to address them. If there's things you're specifically looking for, uh, really about the entertainment or anything about a wedding or event you're throwing, go ahead and email us at podcast at arrowheaddj.com. Again, that's podcast at arrowheaddj.com. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Friend us on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs>